Welcome to the Thunderdome Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is Labor Day, September 7th. Hope everyone is having a great day off, spending time with friends and family. Uh, a bit bittersweet, because this is uh, normally is the big kickoff college weekend for college football, but uh, and we still got to be thankful for this day to remember all the great laborers out there, and certainly all the laborers who are out there on the front line battling COVID. It's been an ongoing battle. So sure hope they have some time to rest and relax. So you might have heard some different voices today on our intro. Excited to introduce today our new interns. That's our interns, Justin and Joshua Lee. Say hi to the podcast, guys. Hello. Thank you for having us. Uh, glad to have you. That's our interns. Uh, again, Justin. Justin, you alone. Why don't you say hi to the folks out there? Uh, hey, guys. I'm a fantasy football enthusiast. That's I'm right. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, and it, Joshua Lee. Uh, I'm thankful for you allowing me to be on your podcast. And I just want to say I'm a big fan. Don't listen to any one of those haters. They, it's because they've never been able to beat you in fantasy well, football. Well, those are great words. Those are great words. I really appreciate that. Uh, you know, so Joshua and Justin Lee, no relation to Pig's owner, Danny Lee. Uh, so as he mentioned, Justin is a young fantasy football player enthusiast. And Joshua is a general fan of football. And he's really intrigued by the world of podcasts. Uh, so Justin has played with his friends for a couple of years now. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. How many years has it been now, Justin? Uh, about five years. Five years now. And uh, so I believe this year they're about to take this big step forward with their league. They were uh, actually going to have a prize pool this year, correct? That is correct. Yeah. And, uh, but unfortunately, uh, with the pandemic, uh, they haven't been able to meet together as a league and to come together in agreement of what that prize pool will be. So they might have to wait a little bit. But uh, I do... I guess I do have to ask, uh, no uh, young kids today, you guys aren't Venmoing or PayPal, you can't get the prize pool together that way? Um, I'm sorry, my dad won't let me. Oh, you're not, you're you're allowed to go in the prize pool, but you're not allowed to have a Venmo or PayPal account. I'm not. You're not, all right. Well, is it because that you're not trustworthy with money? Uh, I think it's because my dad hasn't had a good rap sheet with uh, betting himself, so. Mm -hmm. He doesn't mm -hmm, want mm -hmm. me to uh, spend money frivolously like him. I see, I see. So, actually, that's a good point that you brought up. Uh, a lot of people view this, uh, well, is this sports gambling? Or is this, you know, betting on sports? Or is this actually a game of skill? Uh, you know, gambling, you know, things can be random, right? But I, but if you would think that fantasy football was just a game of luck, I would like to point out that... I am a three-time winner of the Fandom Fantasy Football. You know, I would argue that it takes more skill than luck there. Yes, I agree totally. Yeah, you, you do see on this trophy, uh, there are several names, but whose name shows up most out of here, Joshua? Whose names would you see most on the trophy? Troy Chang. Mm -hmm. That would be right. Which years do you see him on there? Um, 2011, 2012, and 2019. That's correct. So... That actually brings up a good point that one of these years was back-to-back -back repeat championships. Would you agree? Uh, that's what the trophy says. Yeah, that's what the trophy says. So 
Uh, again, I would go back to this is still a more a game of skill. Uh, it requires you to study, to predict, to uh, mitigate risk factors. Uh, so as you go into your lead, Justin, I think you have to keep that in mind that uh, it's not all about luck. It's it is a game of skill. Uh, perhaps we can uh, turn your uh, dad's mind uh, that this may be more than uh, a just a betting or a gambling proposition, but it actually really teaches you how to study a, a fact sheet, uh, look in, dive into reports, injury reports and predictions. And uh, you really got to do your homework to come out on top. Yes, that is true. And uh, if that doesn't work, uh, since uh, this is an unpaid internship, but uh, eh, maybe we could make a, a little bit of an exception if you need a, a little help. Let's say a, a grant uh, to our uh, intern there to get you on your fantasy football role, because I would not want you to uh, not be able to participate in your pot, uh, f fantasy football league just because you couldn't enter the prize pool. Hmm. I appreciate that. Sure, sure, sure. No problem. All right, guys, before we get started uh, into the rest of the episode, first of all, you guys have any questions for me? Um, I think so. Okay, Justin, uh, Joshua, why don't you go ahead? Uh, so I noticed on your championship trophy here that uh, you use the same team for these past 10 years, Rump Shakers. That's correct. Uh, any story or backstory behind that? Uh, well, as far as the backstory behind the actual name, <laughs> okay, the backstory behind the name is, I guess, uh, growing up, I had uh, a little bit of extra junk in the trunk. Uh, you know, I, I did use that to uh, be able to root out position underneath the basket. I was known as a, a pretty fierce re rebounder in my days. I was able to block out, block out well with it. And, uh, you know, evidently later on, after it's too late, uh, I didn't really get to take advantage. But I, evidently, the ladies liked it a little bit. <laughs> I wish I had known at the time. I thought it was an impediment, but actually it was an advantage. Uh, as far as the same name, uh, as you can see, there are some names here uh, in our league that maybe you don't recognize. Uh, for example... This name here. Do you see this name here, Joshua? Gonna get some cold cuts. Gonna get some cold cuts. That's correct. That is Joseph Shin. If you look into our league right now, you won't find that name. Uh, in fact, he is now the Demogorgon. Uh, and uh, another example here is... Super Mariota Bros. Super Mariota Bros. Right. And uh, actually, I will even give him credit to say that he might be the... The the second uh, successful franchise in the Thunderdome. Because if you look back here, back in 2010, you see his name here. I'm a man. I'm Forte. Yeah, so he did win here. But you notice that the team names are different, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you got some franchises who don't have a lot of history, a lot of oomph. And so, you know, they're just – they're like – Oregon Ducks. They guys like just changes their jerseys left and right willy-nilly here, trying to be the, the coolest thing recently. But it's the franchises that have history that really go back and really, you know, their name means something. Like the Rum Shakers, that name means something. And people know when they hear that name, they know, hey, hey, we got to watch out for that team. That franchise, if we're up to them, we're going up against them that week, we're in for a battle. You know, tighten up those chin straps, 
because you have to fight for every yard you get. If you want to get into that goal line, you're going to have to really, really work out all week. You got you to gotta be on your laptop. You got to do your research because nothing's going to come easy against this franchise. So I like to have some history and respect my franchise. And so we keep it. We keep it the same. We don't we we don't go for the flavor of the month, flavor of the year. We have history and we'd like to keep tradition. We keep it simple. Well, it must be working because I only see the rum I see the rum shakers three times on the championship trophy. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah, that's what I say. History. History of the franchise though. How about you, Justin? Any questions? Uh yes, uh, as a matter of fact. Can I see the trophy? Sure. Absolutely. Be careful. Be careful with it, of course. Um, I see you're going on your tenth season. Correct. This is going to be our the, the winner of this league is going to be the 2020 winner, which will be the 10th season in the modern trophy era. And uh, I see your name three times here. That's correct. That's correct. And uh, which year would be the most challenging of a win for you? Well, that's that's a great question. That's a great question. I would say this last year was the most challenging. Uh, although you see I was back to back, it it took me a while to get there. Um, a little bit more history about uh, my record. In fact, 2018, which is where you see two men enter, one man leave, uh, the franchise by Ron Lim. Um, Ron Lim had not won until that time. Uh, so he was many, many years uh, in the desert without any championship success. And in 2018, I actually made the championship final that year too and so i was really wanting to get back on the winning board i really wanted a trophy in my position and i had ron in my way and uh uh you know i got to humbly say right? th this was for the 2018 championship and so he he beat me so i came in second place that year so you know that was very frustrating because i was i wanted my hands on that trophy again but I came one game short. So the great drama that unfolded was for the 2019 championship, who would I have to go through again? Ron Lim, two men enter, one man leave. So we go into this championship again. My old nemesis, I had to face my old demons from the year before. My team, they knew they had lost before. You know, two men enter, one man leave. They had this mental advantage of knowing that they had beat us in the championship on this big stage already and they were you know going in the projections they were projected to win and uh you know he had yeah his his roster was stacked i was actually dealing with injuries and i was up i had no more roster moves i can make i couldn't do anything uh because our roster restrictions the numbers we can make during our league is pretty low it's 32. So we, I, I was done. I couldn't do anything. I had to scramble, you know, cobble a lineup together. Yeah, like two quarterbacks you could choose one that would do great. I only had one quarterback, but that one quarterback was Lamar Jackson. And on the shoulders of Lamar Jackson, even though I was down, it was a back-and-forth battle. So this, not only this was this important because I had to beat him to, to uh, redeem myself. But think about this, guys. Had I lost, then Ron Lim could have laid claim to the second franchise who would have gone back-to-back. -back. So there was a lot of pressure in riding on this game. 
I, I needed redemption. If I lost again two years in a row, I would never heard the end of it. And it had Ron won, he would become the second back-to-back champion. But, but as a true champion, I arose. We were down. Lamar Jackson, he did a couple of spin moves, threw a couple of TDs. And next thing you know, back on top. 2019 Rump Shakers. But so this 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 year, I'm really, really, you know, it's, it's an important year. So it would be our 10th championship, 2020. But I, I must say, again, this is in the modern trophy era. Our league has been going on longer than that. And it, if we if we went to records before the modern league, then actually I would be adding more championships to my record, too. But I'm not doing that. I only would prefer the championship era. And so those are the only things I count. So. Yeah, not only uh, have I won three times back to back, I actually came in second two years a row, uh, not in a row, but I've come in second also. So again, model consistency, model consistency. That's inspirational. Oh yeah, I hope as you go on your fancy football journey, that's what you shoot for. Hey, you gotta shoot for that, not only from year to year, week to week. Fancy football is a week to week game, so you gotta keep that in mind. All right, I will. All right. Any other questions so far? Um, yeah. Um, in this modern trophy era over the past 10 years, um, how would you say the league, Thunderdome Fantasy Football, has evolved? Well, yeah. So, again, the important thing was that we added the trophy. Now, I will say, you know, I mentioned that this will be our 10th year with a trophy. But I will say there, there could be a little bit of a debate about that, too. And the reason why I say that is... When we were uh, the 2010 season that I'm a man, I'm 41. Uh, when we went into that that season, we didn't have a trophy yet. And during the season, we discussed, we had some discussions about, hey, we should add a trophy to our league besides the prize pool. It'd be great to have a trophy. Um, but again, this is, the season had already started. Now, as... The season ended. I'm a man. I'm 40. Ended up winning that season. Uh, he made a trophy. He made his trophy and put his own name on that uh, that's trophy first. So, you know, that's a little bit controversial, right? Because if you're going to make a big change, you kind of have to, I feel like, discuss it with the league. And so you have to go into a league saying, hey, we're going to also fight for a trophy this year. Because if you don't know that going in, there may have been some players in that season thinking, hey, I'm going to be a little lax. It's about, it's about a prize pool, but there's no trophy involved. So they might have put a little bit more into it, right? So I I feel like truly the first season that we go, went into it, everyone knowing that we're going for a trophy was really that 2011 season. And when everyone really cared, who was the first actual winner of the trophy era? What everyone knew? Rum Shakers. Rum Shakers. That's correct. 2011. So uh, I I think it's debatable that really we could say the first true winner uh, is Rum Shakers. Uh, I'm a man. I'm 40. He he did get the trophy, put his name on it himself, I guess. But like uh, you know, you could do anything then, right? You could like tell someone, hey, uh, we're gonna play guy by ball. And then you beat them, and then later on you give yourself a ring because you beat them. 
that the other person didn't know what it was that you were fighting for something, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that. So again, like that 2010 that I'm a man, I'm 41. I I almost feel like there should really be an asterisk to that year for him. Understandable. But Justin, any other questions? Um, I actually did a draft with my friends. Okay. And uh, I was wondering if you could take a look at it and uh, give me a few pointers. Yeah. Actually, I do think that that is a good exercise uh, for us to go through, especially for our league, since the eve of our draft is right around the corner. So I think we should take a look at that. I think it would be a good exercise and maybe an informative exercise here. Well, actually, before we get to uh, Justin's draft, Joshua, that previous question, was that uh, – did I answer your question fully or was there? did you mean more or something else there? I also wanted to know, like, the people who have been in and out of the league, any new additions or any subtractions to the league. Okay, that's a good question too because, you know, our league has been around for a long time. Generally, most of these people, uh, we've been together for a long time. But, yeah, you know, over time, some people, uh, they can't handle the pressure uh, and they have to drop out. Um, but generally, yes, everyone's been here. Uh, most of our league, uh, two men enter, one man leave. Ron Lim, he's been here from the get-go. He's a one-time winner. Uh, Peter Park, again, from the get-go. Uh he is known recently at Can You Digs It? Uh, but he has, like I said, he has had the second most success. He has won uh, in 2017 and 2010, although asterisk there, like I said. Uh, number one man, Wolfpack, Michael Pack. Uh, he won in 2016. Uh, now, he is a little bit of a uh, more recent addition. He, he was... Um, kind enough to join us as again we have one of the people who had to quit our league but he actually had some pretty fast success though uh it wasn't i don't remember the exact year that he came in i don't know if 2016 was his first year but you know he won the championship really quickly uh after entering um so credit goes to that what does not credit does not go to him is that he actually didn't even uh pick up his trophy but yes uh, Pac-Man, if you're wondering, you are on the trophy. Actually, I would even want the interns to uh, show us evidence. Do you do see number one wolf pack on the actual trophy? Yeah, number okay. man wolf pack. All right, Pac-Man. So, again, uh, be assured you are actually on there. Um, 2015, Pigs. Uh, Pigs has been with us for a long time, too. Uh, Danny Lee, he has been a uh, – he's been a pretty consistent uh, – consistent performer um that again the one-year championship i would also say what i like about pigs is he's a, a much more he's not stuck on his roster meaning he's he can definitely be a willing trade partner and sometimes people in the league they really they're too afraid that you're going to get take advantage when they hear like oh rumpshirtigers wants to try to make a trade with me they think oh no 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 i can't do that i'll get raped in this trade so i better just leave it alone uh Joseph Shin, uh, again, back then, going to get some cold cuts. But now, more recently, the Demogorgon, he's been there for a long time. Uh, it's surprising. A lot of people forget that he actually won the championship because uh, a lot of times you think that uh, when he drafts, you think, what is this guy doing? But uh, <laughs> somehow he's always there at the end. Uh, Zuki Zillas, 
uh, Warren Kim, otherwise known as Wanzi. He's been with us for a long time, too. He's been there for a long time. Uh, it's been a while since he had success, but he's he's always a little bit dangerous. Uh, to to Wanzi's credit, the year that he won, 2013, he came to get his trophy. He's actually uh, located up in the Seattle area at that time, but he did flew to Las Vegas, picked up the trophy, and he brought that trophy with him onto Carry On. Uh, I think he took another seat with that, which is, uh, you know, I, I think that goes to credit to Wanzi. He really understands the importance of the trophy. Um, let's see. So those are, of course, people who have had success in our leagues. They've actually championship winners. Uh, now we'll go through the rest. Uh, there has been uh, Squishy. Uh, Squishy's been around from uh, the beginning. Uh, Michael, uh, he, well, it's our second Mike in our league, but uh, Squishy, yeah, that guy. Sometimes uh, you wonder, you know, he's always threatened to quit because of the the non-success he's had. But you know, we really, we really enjoy having him in our league. We would, our league would not be the same without him. So you know, he's been there from the beginning. You know, we like, we like having him here. Uh, Stanky boys. Uh, now this. Now, he's a little bit uh, evolved because, you know, Stan is from the Bay Area, and he's always been uh, uh, involved with the league. He knows most of the people in this league also. But, you know, he has been a little bit shaky with his fantasy football knowledge. So he's actually had to draw in his son, uh, Luke, uh, to help. You could say that I guess he has his personal intern. But I do think most of the success that he does have when he does have it is probably due to his son Luke more than him. You know, anytime that team messes up, that's probably when he tried to take more control of the team. So, you know, that's sometimes you have this these problems when you have like a you know two people owning a team or co-owning a team, let's say. Um, we do have the A team, uh, which is John. He now he's all the Aloha. He's uh, in Hawaii now and uh, nice place to quarantine, I suppose. Uh, so you know. John's very analytical. You cannot, uh, you cannot sleep on him. He has a very analytical mind. He studies very, very hard. Uh, no one, no one's gonna outwork him. You know that. That I can't say. You know he's really gonna put a lot of time into this. Lastly, we have victorious uh, Victor Ching, and you know he's has some regular season success. And I will say, you know, John and Victor, they, they they're ones who have. They're more new to our leagues. Uh, you would say they're they're rookies. Now, Victor himself is uh, probably one of the uh, younger franchises here. You know, he's he's the youngest owner, I believe, in the league. So, you know, maybe he doesn't have enough experience yet. You know, to be able to have some postseason success. You know, you got to go through that sometimes. You know, you got to fight your way through, make it through a regular season. Then maybe you make a first round playoff uh, success and. You know, you fail there, kind of. You got to learn how to win, you know, and that's what happens when you're young. You know, you it takes some time. You know, you sometimes they feel like they just want to give up, like they just want to quit, you know, because it's getting so hard. But I would say to them, no, you know, you have to battle through it. You know, don't let adversity hit you so hard. You know, as as we're all learning during this pandemic, you know, we're all hit with a lot of adversity, and we gotta we gotta fight through it. You know. Well, we're rooting for all of them. Hopefully, mm-hmm. they can uh, get on this championship trophy as well. Sure, sure. Good luck. Good luck to uh, everyone the 2020 season. Good luck. You know, <laughs> I guess. Okay. All right. So, uh, well, let's take a look at Justin's draft. See how that went. Yeah. 
Okay, now Justin's league is a little bit different because he's only a only eight teams in this league. Uh, it is a PPR league, though. Is that correct, Justin? Yes, that's correct. Okay. And uh, what selection did you have in the first round? Uh, I got lucky slash unlucky with the eighth pick. Okay, eighth pick. Eighth pick, you know, in this league is not bad because he's going to be at the turn here. So he's getting a lot of people do like the last pick, having the last pick to be able to make that back-to-back pick. Now, ironically, number eight is also the draft slot that, I will be having personally in the Thunderdome. But of course, it's a much poorer draft position in my league because it is 12 teams. So I won't have the luxury of being back to back. But, you know, certainly it'll be interesting for discussion, especially in this first round here, because in first round, you and me are going to be in the same predicament here. So we go here through the first round. Of course, uh, we'll just go through some highlights here. I think number one, that's going to be universal in every fantasy football league. CMC, Christian McCaffrey goes first, a uh, no-brainer. I will say what's a little bit uh, interesting here, this number two, uh, Baker Gayfield. I like that name. I like that name. Uh, <laughs> Michael Thomas actually went number two in your league. What would you think about that, Baker Gayfield taking Michael Thomas at number two? I thought it was a questionable decision because Saquon was still on the board, and I think personally he's going to have a great season. I think that's a, a good way of thinking. Yeah, Michael Thomas, no doubt he's going to be a a uh, first-rounder for many people. But take him high as number two, especially at a uh, when you still have someone like Saquon and Ezekiel Elliott still on the board for you, you know, that might come back to haunt him. Um, predictably, uh, the number three and four pick went Saquon and Elliott after that. Uh, number five was Derrick Henry uh, with from Barrywood Football. What do you think of Derrick Henry at number five? Personally, I wanted to get him at the number eight spot because really? he was projected mm-hmm. to be the 11th pick. Now, did you consider that you were in a PPAR league? Did that change your thinking at all? or a... That did change my thinking a little bit, just that he isn't a receiving back, but Derrick Henry's still a beast. He is a beast. So, you know, he's going to get a lot of goal line carries. And, of course, that's what matters most. And uh, the way Tennessee Titans is structured, they are a ground and bound team. And uh, he's certainly going to get his opportunities. And coming off that monster year that he had last year, certainly can't fault the thought of taking him so early. Uh, look at the rest of the drafts here. We had Alvin Kamara at six, Josh Jacobs at seven. And then number eight, number eight came to your pick. Um, going into it, uh, looking who was left available to you before that, you could have had uh, Julio Jones, uh, DeAndre Hawkins, Cherry Kill. So there were a lot of uh, number one receivers still available to you. Um, also, Chris Godwin. Did you did you have any thought of going wide receiver, or did you know you were going to go running back the whole time? Well. I knew I had the back-to-back pick, number eight and nine. So I figured that I could get a running back now and just get a wide receiver later. So that's why I went Dalvin Cook. Okay, so Dalvin Cook goes with the number eight pick. Um, what did you think of Dalvin Cook overall? Uh, any concerns and about him, and what are things that you like about him? Um, my concerns about Dalvin Cook, maybe just uh, health and not really a great quarterback with them, so. So they might be, be loading up the box against him. Yes, that's true. 
That's true. You know, back in the day, another fantasy football on the same team, actually, uh, Adrian Peterson used to be a beast. And he had this box stacked against him, but he was still, he could run through anyone. He could run around everyone. He was a, a fancy beast back then, but he didn't have that many receptions, but he was great. But you know what was really good with Andrew Peterson was the year that he tried to beat USC in the Orange Bowl National Championship, and he came in as a Heisman favorite, but USC behind Matt Grudegood completely shut Adrian Peterson down, yes. and USC won that BCS National Championship, one of the greatest teams of really all of college football. Uh, certainly, you know, Pete Carroll really had that team humming. Yes, I right, thought this uh, was an NFL podcast. But... Yeah, but any time that we can uh, uh, really talk about how great USC used to be and should be, eh, we like <laughs> to stick that in. Yes, of course. Okay, so round two. Round two, like you mentioned, you had your running back. And so uh, with the first pick in round two, you decided to go uh, – you mentioned that you were going to go with a wide receiver. So why, what wide receiver did you go with at that point? I went with uh, Julio Jones. Julio Jones. I had the option of DeAndre Hopkins or Chris Godwin, but I figured DeAndre with the new quarterback, he wouldn't perform as good versus uh, the tried and true Julio. Julio, that's true. Julio is getting up in the years, but he is still undoubtedly one of the top wide receivers. Oh, before uh, we continue on with the rest of this draft, I did want to ask your teammate, Mike, got mossed. Uh, I, I'm sure this has something to do with Randy Moss a little bit too, and yes. obviously a, a little shade towards someone named Mike, I'm guessing? Yes. Yeah, you want to talk about that a little bit, how your uh, teammate came out? One of my friends is named uh, Mike, and we go to the park sometimes. He wants to uh, run the ones, as the kids call it. And so uh, him being uh, very uh, boastful and having a huge ego, wanted to 1v1 one of the best uh, wide receivers in the game. And uh, I put him in his place and uh, mossed him over 18 people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that goes back to why uh, also fantasy football can be so fun because there's nothing like being able to beat one of your opponent. And like I said in an early episode, there's nothing like rubbing in their face. So I applaud that name. All right. So let's look at the rest of round two here. DK Metcalf actually went right after. That's pretty early. What do you think about that trap pick? I think uh, something had to do with the person picking it. Mm -hmm. uh, he wasn't the brightest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just got to say he's not one of the brightest people. Yep. Chino's mom, Chino's mom being a uh, take it, DK Metcalf. Uh, I don't know if he did his research well enough there. But the uh, rest of the league, of course, Lamar Jackson going around too. Very, very popular this year. And the rest of this league uh, round, I'm sorry, went with heavy wide receiver. DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Holmes. Deshaun Watson, this is a lot of quarterbacks early on, a lot of quarterback heavy league uh, at the beginning. Chris Godwin ends that round two. Round three begins, and after that heavy wide receiver and quarterback starts again with quarterbacks and wide receivers, uh, George Kittle, this is where he comes out. He enters in round three at, with the third pick. George Kittle going to Booger BB. Uh, what do you think about Booger BB taking tight end uh, in the third round? Well, I was fine with that. I did want to get George Kittle, but I figured it was too early to get him. Yeah, okay. I can see that. You know, in this league, especially with a lot of, a lot of the top wide receivers going out, uh, you want to get one of the arguably a top tight end. Uh, so we go in there and continues quarterback and 
Wide receivers, uh, Dak Prescott, Mike Evans afterwards, Travis Kelsey, our second tight end going there. Kyler Murray, Gino's mom, Gino's mom. So it looks like he's – let's just look back a little bit. Kyler Murray, uh, DK Metcalf, and in the first round, Josh Jacobs. Okay, so – Interesting roster construction that guy's going with here. Well, I'm sure you can relate to this, but um, he's a guy in the league that you know he has no shot at winning, and uh, you just let him play anyways because you know it makes him happy. Do you have any one in that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, of course, you know, I now personally, of course, I, you know, anyone, any given Sunday, any given Sunday, Justin, you know, anyone puts that little time in, uh, you feel like, uh, you know, anyone can win. But obviously, we do, like you said, have some people who have not yet had their name inscribed on the trophy. Uh, Pat Victorious. Yes, yes. Uh, that would be one of the more prominent names uh, that you could find out there. Uh, so, Victorious, uh, the A-Team, uh, Squishy, uh, Taste My Ass. Those are four that I really haven't really been able to uh Get their name up there on that board. Uh, now, do we say lack of talent, lack of smarts? I don't. I'm not sure, but uh, you know, certainly, uh, possibly they should just let auto draft happen sometime. But uh, <laughs> you know, I I don't want to be too discouraging. You know, because uh, they are valuable members of our league, and uh, hey, you know, someday, you know, someday, you know. <laughs> And anything can happen any given Sunday, any given Sunday. But uh, point well taken, point well taken. So uh, let's look at the rest of that league. Uh, at the end of the uh, – let's see here. You were, I believe, at the end of round three. Yes. And uh, you went with Kenny Galladay. So that gives you one running back and two wide receivers, I believe, right? Yes. Uh, I have to admit, at the end of round three, I did uh, take up too much time and I did panic in. Sure, the, 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 <laughs> that's a, a a good thing to think about because it does feel a lot of pressure when you see that that uh, timer start going down and you're not sure. But luckily, this was a round where you get back to back. Yes. Uh, so you follow that up in round four with Nick Chubb, right? Yes. And uh, how do you feel about Nick Chubb? Uh, I feel pretty good about Nick Chubb, honestly, because I think he'd be a good running back number two for my team, and uh, he does. The Browns do. Beat him the rock quite a bit. Yeah. So when you when you were a little bit panicking there when you seen the clock go down, was there someone else that you had in mind? Uh, like was Nick Chubb or Kenny Galladay were one of those the ones that you were worried about, or what? What had you? What were you, was your thinking at that point? Well, I looked at the people in front of me getting these tight ends and quarterbacks, and I was thinking if I should get one, but uh, I held off and. Is to Kenny Galladay. Okay. Well, you know, I actually, that's that is another good point in fantasy football. Uh, a lot of times, you do feel that pressure, especially be at the ends. You may see uh, a lot of players going uh, ahead of you, a run on, as you say in this case, quarterbacks and tight ends. But sometimes you gotta uh, stick with your strategy going in. You gotta know who you want, and you can't let be so fickle. You can't let what other people are doing affect how you may want to draft so i actually think that you did pretty good there because if you look 
there was a lot of, like you said, running, uh, wide receivers and quarterbacks going on there. And I do think um, there was a lot of good running backs that could have been had in that league. And as you can see, you kind of started, I think, another running back run because after Followwood, right after you went after Aaron Jones, uh, Allen Robinson did go after that, but then we had Austin Eckler go, Miles Sanders, uh, and then a wide receiver and tight end. So, you know, looking at that in a whole, uh, I think that is a good thing to point out is that sometimes you got to stick with your guns. Um, you got to you got to look at the whole board, and admittedly, you know, your league is only a team, so you're going to be a little bit deeper. There's going to be talent that's going to be there a little bit more at the end. In fact, when I skip ahead a little bit and we go to round five, there's a lot of running backs going in that round. You know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Joe Mixon, Chris Carson, uh, Leonard Fournette. There's a lot of running backs. But, you know, uh, I will say that this kind of also shows me that, yeah, there may be a lot of younger uh, fantasy football players in here because I would say traditionally most leagues – those, even though it's a only an eight-man league, th these running backs, most of those would have been uh, drafted before the fifth round. But I would say if you could have gotten in the fifth round, um, you would be getting good value. Now, in that fifth round is the pick that uh, I say I have to ask you a little bit about. And you took Rock, Rob Krakowski in the fifth round. Yes. Um, so you really wanted a tight end, huh? I really wanted a tight end and uh, kind of just gambled there. Rob Gronkowski, uh, he's a bit of a wild card, but I think I felt that he would do pretty good this season. Right. So what makes you think uh, you, you do realize uh, all the other weapons are on that team? There? Yes, but it's Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. So you're baking all that, that, uh, that connection that those two have had for many, many years. Yes. Uh, you weren't worried that Rob Gronkowski was out for a whole year of football. Somewhat, but... He's going to be back with the quarterback that he was playing with. So he'd have a good foundation to work with. I see. Now, did you feel like at round five, now you were on the turn, and at, at round six, you did be able, you did pick up Josh Allen, the quarterback, I suppose, that you wanted. Uh, but in the fifth round, Gronkowski, were you worried that somebody was going to take Gronkowski in the sixth round? Uh, I was actually looking at. Um, some the chat that was being said uh -huh. many people were uh, listing his name so i figure i just pick him up then so so in your league you're chatting with everyone at the same time yes and so other people were talking about oh gronkowski's still out there like i think i might want to pick him up yes. and so you were a little bit influenced about that yes yeah. i was influenced and you're not you're, you're sure that they weren't playing you and and uh actually made you take gronkowski when they Actually, we're planning on taking Gronkowski. Maybe, but I just have to live with it now. All right. So uh, let's take a look at the rest of your roster here. Uh, so just filling it out, we'll skip through the rounds, but we're just going to look at who else is left on your team. I know Josh Allen was your quarterback. How do you feel about Josh Allen this year? Uh, I feel like he's going to have a pretty good season. Um, he looked pretty good last year, and I figured he wouldn't be a bad guy to have as your uh, – Number one QB. Yeah, hoping that he'll have a lot of uh, rushing yards also. You think he'll be able to keep that up? Yeah, I think so. Or are you just banking on his passing yard? Uh, I think his passing is really strong, but I think he'll be able to get a few. Okay, and in case he does it, you have your connection with Gronkowski. Tom Brady is a backup quarterback, looks like. Yes. 
All right. So hoping for a lot of success down in Tampa. And we're rounding out with Cortland Sutton as your flex wide receiver. Uh, are you confident that Drew Locke will be able to give him the ball? Somewhat. Somewhat. All right. And uh, you do have C.D. Lamb also here on the bench. I like that pick. I think he could be an exciting rookie. Uh, who knows? He might be able to take that flex spot from Cortland Sutton. I actually had a question about that. Sure. I had a decision between Jerry Judy and C.D. Lamb. Uh, Jerry Judy was positionally ranked higher, but who would you take? Well, that's an interesting question. And, I, and uh, you know, for our purposes here, I can't tell you exactly who I'd pick because I have a, a lot of listeners from my league in Thunderdome trying to glean information what I may give up. Uh, but let's look, look at some pros and cons of both. Now, Jerry Judy and CeeDee Lamb, both very productive college-wide receivers, both exciting talents, great route runners, both of them. Um, now, Jerry Judy, I think I would – I would hesitate because of Drew Locke, just like Cortland Sutton. Now, I will say for your draft, for your team, C.D. Lamb was the better pick because I don't think I would want Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy on both, right? So you're going to split up. If one's going to be good, then the other one might not be as good. Why take that chance on Jerry Judy when you already have the established number one on that team? Uh, so in your case, C.D. Lamb was definitely the better of the two. Uh, C.D. Lamb, Dallas, they've already got a lot of weapons there. they were got Amari Cooper. Uh, Michael Gallup are both established as uh, some pretty good options. And, of course, Ezekiel Elliott. So there's a lot of mouths to feed there. So, But they are pretty excited from what I hear about CeeDee Lamb. So, again, out of the two, in your case, CeeDee Lamb, I think, definitely was a great pick there. So, overall, I think you did pretty good with your number eight spot there. Uh, hopefully, you will have uh, some success. You know, hopefully – being an intern on our podcast will yes. help you uh, onto your championship also. Well, you know, I'd like to thank the interns for coming in today. Uh, it's, uh, I think that was a great episode, you know, for our first time with our interns. Um, fellas, want to say anything before we leave here today? Um, thank you for having us. Um, been an honor. Good luck on your fantasy draft tomorrow. Thank you. And um, looks like you're going to have this trophy back in your possession this year from Shakers 2020. That's the plan. That's the plan, guys. Um, go like, follow the Instagram page, Thunderdome F Football. And um, make sure to subscribe so, to the number one podcast in Vegas. Um, soon to overtake ESPN, hopefully. Um, thank you for listening. And um, hello at Stan Kim in the Bay Area. All right, guys. Go get something good to eat. <laughs>